You're listening to the podcast version of Unnecessary Roughness from LVSportsNetwork.com, brought to you by Porta Subs. It's Unnecessary Roughness, presented by the Jewelers of Las Vegas. I feel like you kind of start to feel it a little bit as you get closer to the season, but I think it's important that, you know, this week especially, we kind of just stay in tune to the things that we need to work on and grow at as a team and um, finish this week out strong before we really start getting into the season. This is Unnecessary Roughness. Broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. Here's your boy Q. Q. And here we go, kicking off hour number three of the show. It's Unnecessary Roughness, Radio Nation Radio 920. My man Ari is in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. I'm in the home studio. We like to call it Studio Q. And, of course, it's being brought to you by the Jewelers of Las Vegas. Through the question out there on the don'tbebroke.com text line, the Raiders will surprise people this upcoming season because, and you fill in the blank, or on the flip side, the Raiders will disappoint this season. Because, and you fill in the blank, 69187, again, keyword R&R. Let us know your response to that. Join us now on the phone lines. It's my teammate from ESPN. That's Evan Cohen. And, Evan, thanks so much for your time. And for those that don't know, Evan's going to be part of the morning show, the brand-new morning show starting on September 5th on ESPN, along with Chris Canty and Michelle Smallman. And, Evan, how exciting is this opportunity? It's going to be 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern, which is 3 to 7 Pacific time. But how exciting is this opportunity that you have? I'm so pumped, too, and I'm, I'm excited to be a part of your team. I mean, let's be honest. I just want everybody to understand something that I've understood for a while. Q is that dude. I'm just saying, I don't know that there is one person in radio right now that has more buzz than Q. I'm just throwing it out there. There's nothing this man can't do from music to operations to hosting locally, hosting nationally, all the great stations, all four of the sports stations in Vegas. And you say on 3A to 7A on ESPN Vegas. Well, that's like the start of the night. I'm good with that. That's a great time to be on in Vegas. You kidding me, too? I'm pumped for that. Exactly. That is a great time to be on the radio in Las Vegas because you know Las Vegas never sleeps. Well, Evan, I'm excited. I'm pumped up. We're all going to be in Bristol next week, so that's going to be fun just to be you know around everybody and just see what the new radio lineup is like and everything. What is your anticipation level, man? You're working with Michelle Smallman and, of course, Chris Canty, who's fantastic, a longtime NFL player, has done it at the highest levels, got the Super Bowl rings. Well, how are you feeling about that show? I'm feeling so excited, Q, because, like, you just did something coming back there where you incorporated all your great advertising partners that support you guys in Vegas, right? Like, you're a radio guy. You've yep. done it in Texas, in the Bay, and obviously now in Vegas. And that's what we have on this show, and that's what we have all throughout the lineup. Like, there are so many people listening to you right now because they're connected to you. They're connected to you as a person, as a man, as a Raider guy, all of it. And I think that's the exciting part about what we're doing at ESPN Radio. You look up and down that lineup, these are people that love being on the radio, that love painting those pictures, that, that realize as people are driving around right now and they're thinking about their lives and what they're doing today and work and family and fun, like, we're doing that too. I basically said to people, our show, 3A to 7A on ESPN in Vegas, is going to be F-U. And what I mean by that is football and us. You're going to hear stories about us. We're going to talk football. Of course, there are other sports. You know I'm a huge NBA guy. I was on NBA radio for a while, and I know people in Vegas absolutely love the NBA. I get ripped on all the time, and maybe you're going to rip on me on this one, Q. I come to Vegas every single summer, and all I do is go to the summer league all day and all week. And people are like, I don't understand. You go to Vegas during the summer, and you don't go out? I said, no. I go to Thomas and Mac. 
I'm obsessed with the fact that the two arenas basically are the practice facility. It's connected to Thomas and Matt. I just walk back and forth all day. And, yeah, stories about us, our lives, our football, our fun, and that's what we're going to do every single morning. I love it. I really do, and I will not ever begrudge anyone who goes to Summer League. I love Summer League action, and how funny was it that there was, what, over 500 people credentialed this past year just to see Victor Wimbenyama? I mean, Thomas and Mack was packed to the gills, Evan. <laughs> oh, no doubt, and and it's, it's historically that way. I mean, I remember going yep. when Zion was there. Yeah. You literally couldn't get in, but I'm saying I remember going when Chris Dunn was drafted out of <laughs> Providence. And yeah. I'm like, oh, this guy's going to be, this is, this is the next guy. Like, he's a combo guard. Let's go. And I'm sitting there, and I'm watching these guys, but I'm watching this random. I mean, total, like, Joel Anthony from Las Vegas, for UNLV, right? I'm yep. a Heat fan. So I'm right there. I'm right there watching him when I lived in Florida forever. So, like, I think what Vegas has is so awesome, the sports fans in Vegas. And here's the thing. Like, I think people who live there, Q, you guys probably know this. How many years away are we? two, three, four, five from Vegas legitimately being maybe a top five sports town in terms of the teams in the market in America. Oh, yeah. An NBA team's coming there at some point. Obviously, you have an elite hockey team. I'm a high, to answer your poll question, like, I do think the Raiders are going to surprise some people this year. And you're obviously going to get a baseball team. Like, Vegas is that city right now that everybody from a sports perspective is talking about. No, you're not wrong, and I'm so happy that I got here when I did, right, because now everyone wants to be here. So I kind of got in ahead of the curve, and I'm excited about that because of everything that you just mentioned. And, you know, I I did want to ask you some NFL. We're talking FU, right, football and us, right? So I did want to ask some football questions, and let's start with the AFC West, Evan. When you look at the Kansas City Chiefs, they've won the division year in and year out. Obviously, they're defending Super Bowl champions. How big is the the loss right now of Chris Jones? You know, if if he doesn't come back in a – relatively quickly quick time what's going to happen with kansas city i may get ripped for saying this an elite defensive lineman is important it doesn't compare to anything that a quarterback does gotcha. it just doesn't do you think the rams are going to be good this year uh no <laughs> no okay. that's a good point <laughs> right. so and the reason you don't think the rams are going to be good is because you probably q i don't want to put words in your mouth here but you probably don't think matthew stafford is going to be That's great. Am I right on that? Spot on. Spot on. Okay. So the reason I use that as a comparison is there are very few, if any, players in the last 20 years on the defensive side of the ball better than Aaron Donald. You know how Aaron Donald made enough of an impact to win a Super Bowl series ago when Matthew Stafford got there? Right. Because he was dominant for the Rams when Jared Goff was there. And Jared Goff is better than people give him credit for, but not good enough in a Super Bowl to lose to Josh McDaniels and the Patriots, 13-3, right? Like, right. or whatever the final score was. I think it was 13-3, something like that. The point is, a defensive lineman really matters when the quarterback is good enough to make him matter, okay? Right. I got so you. this quarterback with that team in Kansas City is so unbelievable, obviously, mm-hmm. not breaking news here, that he can make up for a loss of literally anyone. Like, literally, you take anyone off their offensive line, he can make up for it. You take Kelsey away, it's going to be hard, but he can make up for it. Go see Brady winning a Super Bowl without Gronk. 28-3, Gronk was not on the field, if I'm not mistaken, right? Was yep. not on the field when they came back 28-3. Um, Edelman was obviously amazing in that game. Okay? Take away the defensive lineman and Chris Jones. So, Mahomes scores seven more a game. I bet you he can do that. I'm not, not saying yeah. Chris Jones is not great. Don't right. get it twisted. 
I'm saying you pay attention to the defender or the non-quarterback only when the quarterback is that elite. Mahomes can make up for it. I like it. Evan Cohen is our guest from ESPN here on Raider Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness. That's really good nuggets right there. So let's go to the division that everyone's talking about, up and down ESPN. We've talked about it. How about the AFC East and, well, those New York J-E-T-S Jets, everyone's talking about them. Do you think that they should be the favorite for that division, or is there another team that you're looking at? No, I don't, and that doesn't mean they're not going to win it. I think the favorite should be the team that has been there and done that the last few years, but that doesn't mean they're also going to win it, right? I mm-hmm. think when you're talking about favorites, and obviously you and your audience know this better than I do, being in and around Vegas, that like the best bet, the best bet to win the division is Buffalo. I think that's pretty clear. Aaron Rodgers, and I live in New York, and I'm from New York, I have a weird fandom with the Patriots. He's only been asked. I'm a front-running, pathetic fan that people can destroy me on. Go ahead. <laughs> it's all based on where I live, family. I'm just very odd. But anyway, so the, the reality is I think when you look at that division, Q, my big, bold statement for that division is not that bold. Bill Belichick will not finish in last place. Okay. okay? Mm-hmm. So if that's the case, who will? So – could the Bills have this season where all of a sudden things collapse? We've heard about the Stephon Diggs stuff. You know, is that a thing? You, you mentioned the Jets. I said I live in New York. Like, Aaron Rodgers has been flawless, absolutely flawless in the way in which he's handled himself here in New York. One problem, though. They haven't played one game. Right. They have not played one game, and you know it as well as anyone. In game one, if he has a touchdown and three interceptions, they will not care that he was awesome at the Taylor Swift concert at the Meadowlands. Like, they just won't care about that. You know, like, that moment of him dancing at Taylor Swift, all of the moments on Hard Knocks go, hard knocks go out the window. Did I, just, I just made it into a Jay-Z slash Annie song of Hard Knock Life. Is that what I just did? You just um, did it. So, yeah. Well, I was listening to Jay-Z before I came on with you. I, Jay-Z and then a little Tupac came on on my next year. Nice. Just, you know, I don't listen to enough Tupac. During the, I, I just I feel like I don't do a good enough job listening to Tupac on a side note. I'm all over the place. I get it. Point <laughs> is, Aaron Rodgers has been great in the offseason. He's got to be great in the regular season. And Tua, as we know, I mean, one hit away from that God forbid scenario. Yeah. So I don't I think Buffalo is a favorite. I don't know if they're gonna win the division. I also don't necessarily think the Patriots are gonna be as bad as people think. So I'll flip it on you. You tell me. Who finishes in first and who finishes in last in the AFC East? Oh, man, I had, the, I had the Dolphins winning. I just think that Tua's going to find a way to stay healthy. I think that what they have going with that offense is they have track stars out there and Waddle and, and Tyreek Hill. I, just, I really like what Coach McDaniel is doing there on South Beach with Miami. Their defense, I think, will be better. Uh, I would really be more intrigued if they had landed Jonathan Taylor, but they didn't. But we'll see how that shakes out. Maybe they will at some point. Uh, but I, I like Miami to win the division. Who's going to end up in last is, I think, the better question, right? I mean, ooh, man, I, because I don't think be- about the bold Q, Think about the bold statement. The bold statement about a Bill Belichick coach team is they won't finish in last. Right. I never said they were going to finish in first or second. I'm right. just saying they won't finish in last. No, I got you. I got you. I'm, like I said, I'm trying to make a decision on who's going to finish in last, and I think the easier answer would be New England, but I'm not 100% convinced in that because I think at least their defense is going to be good enough to, to help them win some games, and their offense has to be better than it was last year. Bill O'Brien knows right. what he's doing, calling plays. So I'm not a big fan of Buffalo. I'm really not. I just I don't. I think there's a lot still, like you mentioned, that was going on. I think there's still a lot going on, but I'm not huge on new, the, the, the Jets either. So, oh, man. 
I'm, I, I think a lot of this year is going to be like flipped upside down a little bit in some cases, right? Yeah. Obviously, yeah. I still think Kansas City is going to be great. Is it that crazy to think that Justin Herbert is unbelievable, but his coach should get fired midseason? Is that like, I don't think that's that crazy. And I think the Broncos are actually going to be better than most do. I know that people are going to laugh at me about that. And I believe in the Raiders. I do. Nice. I think Josh McDaniels is way better than people are giving him credit for. I understand last year was not ideal. I understand people are down on the Patriot assistance. I understand that. I still think Josh McDaniels totally knows what he's doing. I also think that Jimmy G historically is insanely underrated. Like, if you look at this guy, he just wins. Right? That's all he does. Not to go DJ Khaled now, but it, <laughs> all he does is win. And why would we not think with Josh Jacobs, Devontae Adams, etc., why would we think winning games is now going to escape him? His roster is pretty damn good, I think, in terms of the skill positions. Yep. I just, I don't know. I believe in this team. You asked the question about do you think they could surprise some people. And now maybe I'm biased, right? I'm excited to be on ESPN Las Vegas. I know you. I know JT the Brick. I know my buddy Jason Horowitz is the play-by-play guy. And now I'm like, okay, maybe I'm a Raider guy all of a sudden. Like, this is, this is kind of a thing for me. I just believe go. in this team, too. I, I do, too. I really do. And I don't know what that means as far as how many wins they're going to get, but I think they're better, a lot better than they were a year ago. And that's really what I came in with the whole show with. But you mentioned – I got to get to this, Evan. You mentioned Jason Horowitz, and I mentioned on the air the other day after we talked about Jason Horowitz and him, and I even said it to him on the air when we were doing the pregame show, he's got the whitest teeth in media. <laughs> oh, it's unbelievable. It's, do, you think, let, let's, do you think the Raiders at all identify great candidates for employment based on dental? Because if so, there's an argument that Jason Horowitz should be the owner of the team. Like He should sit there with Mark Davis and Tom Brady. And he should be able to call plays. That, that the, the Raiders have the single best dental that maybe anybody in the history of football has had. <laughs> if you guys see Jason Harwood out and about in Vegas, his teeth are just immaculate. I mean, just seriously, absolutely immaculate. And, and I just, not to out you and I, but I will, and you just kind of did. You and I off air once had a 10 minute conversation about how great his teeth were. And yep. we were just marveling at, like, wow, are those things real? Like, I know that question is asked a lot in Vegas. Are those things real? But not with teeth. Right. Like, and you, you and I did that with teeth <laughs> because of Jason. Yes. Yes. And we ask that question a lot. Trust me. And I know the answer to that a lot is no. <laughs> but again, yes. not talking case, about I teeth. I think it's yes with Jason teeth. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Evan Cohen, he's going to be on the morning show. It's going to be great. Chris Canty, Michelle Smallman, and Evan, 3 a.m. to 7 a.m. on ESPN Las Vegas, but, uh, of course, ESPN National. It's going to be great, 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. Eastern time. What else uh, What else you you working on that we should be on the lookout for, Evan? The launch. I mean, getting this thing going. You've worked with my co-hosts more than I have. I mean, let's be I've never done a show with either one of them. How many times have wow. you done shows? With Michelle or Campy, I feel like a bunch, no? Yeah, yeah, Michelle is fantastic. She's been on this show many times, too. She's fantastic, and Chris is, well, I don't have to say anything about Chris Canty. You already know his resume. He's great. That's awesome. And I, I am finally going to see him in person tomorrow. All anyone tells me is, you don't understand the enormity of this man. And I'm like, well, I've covered the NFL. Like, I understand how big these guys are. And, he, and people are just like, no, you don't understand. I'm like, yep. okay. Like, let, let me see it, and I'll see it tomorrow. So at least I'll feel small. 
That's a good thing. <laughs> well, that'll be awesome. I'll be in town. I actually get in. I fly in on Labor Day, so I'll be there, and we'll all be in Bristol for the launch on the 5th. We're excited about it. I'm excited about the morning show, and, of course, I'm excited about the whole lineup. I think we got something good cooking, Evan. I really do. I believe in this lineup. I do, too, and I so appreciate you having me on because I asked to beg you to come on. I just want everybody to know that. I literally texted you this morning saying, please, please let me promote the show. Please let me come on with you. But he knows that I'm a huge fan of his. Guy is dominant in Vegas. I am so excited to be a part of your community, 3A to 7A on ESPN Vegas. Hey, thank you so much, Evan. I'll see you in town soon. I'll, well, I'll be there. I'll be in your town soon enough. Yeah, we'll see you next week. All right, brother. Appreciate you. There All he goes. Thank you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Great stuff. Evan Cohen, he's, on, uh, he's going to be on ESPN National doing the morning show with Chris Canty and Michelle Smallman. It's going to be a great show. I'm excited about it. Of course, you can hear that on our sister station, 3 a.m. to 7 a.m. Pacific time. Uh, that goes on right before the press box with, with uh, Tyler Bischoff and Ed Graney, and Ed's always a guest on this show as well. That's 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. Uh, that's on before Clay and Vinny and Lindsay. So if you're looking for something, if you're up and out and about, 3 a.m. Pacific time, Tune in. I think it's going to be a hell of a show. I really do. Evan, Chris Canty, Michelle Smallman, they do a great job. And uh, I'm telling you, me and Evan had a conversation. Just to peel back the curtain a little bit further, we had a, a conversation right probably in the middle of training camp one day, and it must have been probably about 45 minutes. Even though we told each other we, were going to, we only had about five minutes to talk, hey, I got a quick minute. I'm going to call you real quick. Boom. All right. 45 minutes later, we were like, all right, that was a fun conversation. Talk to you later. 45 minutes later, just that quick. Boom. And, and that's how it wrapped up, was talking about Jason Horowitz and his white teeth. <laughs> so you can tell what kind of conversation we had, but that's some great stuff. You want to hear that kind of energy early in the morning and that kind of knowledge? You hear he's pretty high on the Raiders as well, believes in Josh McDaniels, believes in Jimmy G, believes in the weapons that are out there. That's good stuff right there. Make sure you tune in, again, 3 a.m. to 7 a.m. Pacific time on ESPN. And, of course, if you're here locally, ESPN Las Vegas, our sister station. 417 is the time. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll hear from the head man, head, head coach Josh McDaniels. Got some sound bites I want you to hear from him. We'll do it next here on Radio Nation Radio 920. This podcast version of Unnecessary Roughness on LVSportsNetwork.com is brought to you by Porta Subs. Make sure you check out Porta Subs' six-foot party trays. They're perfect for game days. You'll get your choice of three made-to-order classic subs made with premium meats and cheese on your choice of fresh-baked bread, loaded with fresh veggies, toppings, and sauces. Game day six-foot trays serve 12 to 16 people, so you can sit back and enjoy the game. Available at all Las Vegas area Porta Subs, neighborhood sandwich shops, order ahead at portasubs.com. The little things, and I know it kind of sounds cliche in football, but it's the little things. What positions people normally play, what kind of things to look out for. And it's across the board, offense, defense, and special teams. We want to find all the little things, the fine details, and we're going to go over those, hammer those home. And that just makes the game that much faster for us when you know a little bit of everything. You're listening to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q. Broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. Brandon Bolden right there. It's funny, Brandon Bolden, thinking about him, he's talking about the little things, but I think about the conversation we had earlier in the show with Vinny Bonsignor. If you missed it, you can check it out on our website, lvsportsnetwork.com. We podcast everything, so every part of this show is up there. Matter of fact, it's brought to you by Porta Subs, so we definitely appreciate them for sponsoring our podcast. But, yeah, you can always check out that conversation and any conversation you might have missed. Maybe you didn't hear J.T. O'Sullivan talking about Aiden O'Connell. Check that out. Or Vinny, like I said, first hour. He's doing a story on Brandon Bolden and the fact that when he was in college, he didn't want to do special teams. But his coach, his special teams coach, 
uh, you know, was actually a guy who's at UNLV right now, uh, said, hey, man, you might want to learn special teams. It's going to take you a long way. He went out there, he did special teams, and he did it really well. And he stuck around the league for as long as he has. And that's one of the main reasons why he's on the Raiders roster right now is because of special teams. It's not because Josh McDaniels wants to hand on the rock 10, 12 times a game. It's because he's a really good guy on special teams. And special teams is an is a area that a lot of people forget about until they don't, until something goes wrong. Either their field goal kicker is terrible, their punter's, kick, their punter's terrible, or their kick coverage is terrible, right? You know, usually, usually you start thinking about special teams when something goes bad, not when it goes good, you know, and you start all of a sudden giving up kickoff return touchdowns. It's like, man, our special team unit is terrible. Well, Brandon Bolden's one of those guys on both ways, you know, on returns and on, uh, on going down and making tackles. He can do that. So there's Brandon Bolden right there. Many thanks to Evan Cohen from ESPN who joined us in the last segment talking about the new show that they're going to be debuting on Tuesday, September 5th. It's going to be a lot of fun along with uh, Michelle Smallman and Chris Canty. They're going to do a hell of a job, and his energy is exactly what you need in the morning. Let's uh, go out to the phone lines, though, at 702-365-9200. Let's go down under. Let's talk to Cam. Whoa, Cam. Cam, welcome to the show. What's on your mind, brother? Hey, Q. How are you, bro? You good? I'm blessed, man. I'm fantastic. Oh, magnificent, mate. I just thought I'd ring up saying it's the first day of spring here in a beautiful Australia. And in Melbourne, here where I am, it's not raining. So that's a bloody good thing. But <laughs> what I was ringing for is to, is to uh, I'm going to sit on the fence a bit. Okay. I think with expectations, and I think what's going to surprise people is our defence. I think I've been listening to you very vigilantly, and I think you're spot on. I think they've improved. From what I saw in the preseason, they've improved. Well, except for, the obviously, the Cowboys game, but yeah. none of those boys are there anymore, so that's another thing. Um, and I also think what could be our demise is what we did last year. Had all the promise in the world and turned up and gave us nothing. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's reality. So yeah. I'm not completely convinced on them yet. Yeah, but I reckon by week three, if if we're two and one at the end of week three, I tell you what, I reckon we're in for a bloody ripper. All Absolute right, a bloody ripper. ripper. That's what I'm talking about. Give me a bloody ripper. <laughs> <laughs> now the other thing I need to know, Q, before okay. I go is how do I get to listen to you in your afternoon spot from here? Is it going to be on S, uh, ESPN Las Vegas? Um, it's going to be – well, yeah, but it'll be on the ESPN app. If you just if you just uh, log on to the ESPN app, you can click Listen Live and listen to it. Okay, well, I'll check that out. But I've had a problem with that over here because normally what I've got to do is listen to it through TuneIn. Okay, you could do that too. Yeah, just, search, talk, just search ESPN yeah, on TuneIn. Yep, yep. You can now, do that just then. So you know, too, and just so you know from the ad, for some reason in Australia, we can't get radio, uh, Radio Nation Radio through TuneIn, only through the app. Oh, wow. Well, I'm glad so, we got the app so then. <laughs> that big time, bro. Otherwise, I would be buggered. Um, and secondly, I just want to give a shout-out to old Rog. He was a legend, mate. What a ripper. 78 and still a one-eyed Raider Nation boy. Love it. And I thought you could talk, but i tell you what, that Evan guy that was just on, jeez, i tell you what, did he take a breath? 
<laughs> yep, he's fantastic, so I'll man. I'll be, I'll, be listening, I'll be listening to him as well. There you go. Uh, I can get that a little bit in the morning, especially when we go into daylight saving. Nice. Good stuff. Appreciate you, Cam. Good call. Awesome. Good call. All right. Shout out to Roger, too. Roger's 78 years old. Shout out to him. He called us earlier. Good stuff with Cam. I like that. That was fantastic. And, uh, yeah, Evan's great. Evan's a good dude. Uh, excited to work with him a lot more closely. And, yeah, I mean, we're, we're going to be on, I mean, anywhere that you can get. I mean, the TuneIn app is always going to have ESPN. Um, you can get it anywhere. Just, yeah, just search it. You'll find it. It's easy. <laughs> uh, you can always go on ESPN Las Vegas, and, and it's, it's on there as well. So if you go to lvsportsnetwork.com, you can press listen live, and I'll, I'll be there 7 to 10 p.m. Pacific time. Uh, what, 10 p.m. to 1 a.m. Eastern time? You can check me out there. I'll give you all the details later on. Matter of fact, probably probably sometime tomorrow we'll take a little a little time on the show as we close out the week and because uh, we're off on Monday. As a little side note, everybody's off on Monday for Labor Day. That'll be my travel day to Bristol. And uh, then this show will come generated from the mothership. And you want to talk about and like I said, I, I really want to get into it tomorrow, but you want to talk about one of those like dream opportunities that I never thought in life. I mean, growing up as a kid, all I did is, is watch ESPN with my mom and dad all the time. Me and my dad used to watch it before he took me to school all the time. We'd watch SportsCenter or we'd listen to ESPN Radio, whatever the case may be. And now to know that I'm going to be a part of that, you know, on a daily, consistent basis, like that is insane. That, I, don't think I've, I don't think that's really hit me yet. It's just – it'll hit me when I get there. When I get there, it'll be one of those oh blank moments, <laughs> right? If, if these walls could talk, what would it say? So that, that'll happen on Tuesday. This show will come to you live from Bristol, Connecticut. Excited about that. 429 is the time. Should we take a break, or do you want us to uh, get some Josh McDaniel sounds? Your call. You're the man. Let's take a break. All right, we'll take a quick break. We'll reset. We'll get some Josh McDaniel sound. Then we'll get reason or excuse, and we'll close out the show here on this Thursday on Raider Nation Radio 920. Now back to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q on Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. Fast and Furious is what we do, man. We go fast and furious around here. Around her. On <laughs> uh, Normandy and Weston. What we call. No, just kidding. <laughs> I'm not going to go all the way Friday on you, but maybe tomorrow. Maybe on Friday. But this is Unnecessary Roughness here on Radio Nation Radio 920. My man Ari's in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. I'm in the home studio. like to call it Studio Q. Brought to you by the Jewelers of Las Vegas. Shout out to my man Mordecai. If you need any kind of jewelry for any kind of occasion at any time, and you want the best customer service, you want to make sure everything is fitted right, you go check out my man Mordecai at the Jewelers of Las Vegas. Anyone who is anyone and everyone who is everyone here in town goes and checks them out. Again, the Jewelers of Las Vegas, they'll take real good care of you, and they'll have you leaving there shining, I guarantee it. So make sure you go check them out. Again, shout out my man Mordecai. If you want to give him a call, 702-382-1234. Do that after the show's over. Don't do that right now. I don't want you to get distracted. We got some good things going or you can hit them up online at thejewelers.com. Again, do that after uh, the show's over, too, because I don't want you to get distracted, because they will distract you in a hurry. So we don't want that. But we do appreciate them for sponsoring the show, Unnecessary Roughness, here on Raider Nation Radio 920. We'd love to hear from you at 702-365-9200. Don't be broke.com. Text line at 69187, keyword r The Raiders will surprise people this upcoming season because you tell me. The Raiders will disappoint this season because – you tell me if that's how you feel. Got plenty of feedback. We'll definitely get to that, and we'll get to some head coach Josh McDaniel sound. Uh, Vegas Pete said, if you go to B-dubs again, that'd be a ripper, mate. <laughs> that's for the Aussie fan. There you go. And I will. Shout out to Vegas Pete. I will be at B-dubs. 
Last year, every Friday throughout the course of the football season, I was at Buffalo Wild Wings at a different location all around the area. Same thing. Run it back. We're going to do the same thing again this year. I'm excited about that opportunity. Always like to be out and about around the city and meet and greet with people. And I think I do more talking off air than I do on air. So if you have a chance, come on out and hang out with us. We have tons of prizes, Raider prizes by Coors Light. And I don't mean no, no BS swag either. I mean, that's the best way I could put it. The swag that comes out of those Buffalo Wild Wings thing are, are awesome. I mean, last year I remember the big, the big to-do was the onesie. Remember the onesie that everybody wanted? That thing, everybody wanted one of those. And a lot of people were like, I ain't wearing no onesie. Hey, man, could I get that onesie? And they did. Seriously, that was a big deal. They had the, the beer pints, uh, Coors Light uh, Raider beer pints that they were giving out, hats, T-shirts, sweatshirts. I mean, like thick ones too. Not no, not no Wally World material, like real stuff, right? Like, like you would be proud to wear that out and about. That's the kind of prizes that we have to give out. And then on top of that, we have tickets to different events and games and, you know, different shows. So, yeah, man, Buffalo Wild Wings each and every week. Matter of fact, next Friday, like I said, I'll be in, I'll be in Bristol all week next week, and I'll literally land here in town Friday morning, and I'll be at Buffalo Wild Wings Friday afternoon. Just like that. Bada boom, bada bing. And that's what, that's what it's going to get started. And then on Monday, not the 4th, but the following Monday, the Monday after the Raiders game, so September 11th, I'll be at the Oyo. So the two spots that I was at last year, same thing. Run it back. Same spots I'll be at this year. Look forward to another football season, meeting and greeting, hanging out with people like I did each and every Monday and each and every Friday. One at the Oyo, the Underground Lounge, and then also Buffalo Wild Wings, uh, different locations. You just have to tune in, and I'll let you know exactly what location that's going to be. So thank you, Vegas Pete, for that text. I do appreciate you. Thanks for reminding me about that. Um, DC Raider from the Bay, are you still going to be on the Raiders on Raiders Radio from 2 to 5? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. This is what I do. I, I, yeah, please believe I'll, I'll be doing this radio show each and every day, 2 to 5 p.m. ESPN is just extra. This is, this is where it's at. This is home, right? This is the roots. It's funny, though, <laughs> and I, like I said, I'll get into this conversation in a deeper capacity tomorrow when uh, when they called and offered me the job uh, they asked me do you plan on relocating hell no <laughs> hell no I'm going to Bristol next week to hang out I ain't going to Bristol to live <laughs> you want to live in Bristol or you want to live in Vegas uh, I'll take Vegas every day of the week and twice on Sunday guys in Bristol want to come out to Vegas that's what they say Q I'll be in your city man I'm gonna hit you up when I get there which is what everyone says and nobody does but that's okay. I'm all right with that. But, yeah, that was funny when they said that. So, yeah, this is home, D.C. Raider. Uh, yeah, I ain't, I ain't going nowhere <laughs> at all. Uh, Mark in Jersey hit us up and said, going to surprise because we're better than what experts think we are. That's simple. Right to the point. I like that. Uh, how about this one right here? Uh, this is from the Five and Dime, the Bay Area. Bay Area. Hey, Q, the Raiders will surprise everyone this year by executing on offense the way we expect them to. We have the strongest roster we've seen since 2016. We're a few plays away from multiple wins that would have had us in the playoff run last season. I think we made the right moves to mitigate that. The Raiders will disappoint this season. As usual, we always have way too high expectations. The middle linebacker position is our weakest link, and it's going to be the reason we lose games, especially against Travis Kelsey in Kansas City and the Chiefs. So there you go. That's from the five and dime, kind of giving us both sides of the, the, the coin there. So if the Raiders do surprise folks it'll be for the reason that was mentioned executing on offense and, and eliminating some of the issues and basically if they don't 
if they do disappoint, it's going to be because the defense was a struggle and the middle linebacker position. And really, to that point, the middle of the field. I know JT talks about this all the time. Like I could t- when JT talks about the middle of the field, I I I could picture in my mind his face turning blue because he talks about it, and, and he's not wrong. That's the thing; he's not wrong. But it's always wide open, like some old school TV antennas, right? There's always so much space for me and Ari to roam. Like we can go out there and catch a pass. There's so much space. That's got to be eliminated, man. There's either either the safety, and I think this is where Marcus Epps is going to play a role. I think he's going to be able to play a role where he's able to eliminate some of that space. I still expect Trayvon Merrick to play deep center field. I just really do. I think he's going to play on the warning track and make sure nothing gets over his head. That's just, I think that's just who he is. So I think Marcus Epps is going to help be able to alleviate some of that, that open space right, right above the linebackers and in front of the safeties. There's just that pocket right there, and it's always wide open. Now, the other thing that can go into play here is this the Raiders put, out three, put three safeties on the field. And, and I know that they could do that. They have the capability of doing that. They could have Marcus Epps in one location, uh, Trayvon Merrick running, like I said, deep center field, right, warning track, and then have a third. That could be Isaiah Palmao. That could be Roderick Teamer. That could be Chris Smith, right? I think they have options there, right? I mean, there's, there's a reason why they have those guys in the secondary, right? They can have an extra corner out there. I mean, there's, there's different things that Patrick Graham could do to try to eliminate that that big old gap that they have in that defense. That's going to be a big deal. If they can, if they can clean that up, man, first of all, that would be such a, a welcome. That would be a welcome sign if they're able to eliminate that. Uh, Sir Whiskey Ray hit us up. Q, I want a onesie. That would be sweet. Please hold one for me. I'll be in town next month for a wedding. Of course you will. Why wouldn't you be in town for a wedding? First, you got to be in town for the bachelor party. <laughs> Sir Whiskey Ray is the one guy that can out Vegas Vegas, right? He out Vegas is Vegas all the time, all over the place. He ain't worried about nothing. Hey, man, we got a party here. We got a party there. I'll be there. Like, when, his, man, when he gets into a car, the car, like, has a deep sigh. <sighs> Whew, here we go again. <laughs> like, the car knows what time it is. Like, oh, damn. Here we go. We're headed to another party. We are headed to another party. I ain't mad at that, though. That's good stuff. That's good, good stuff. Uh, let's see. 707, text from the 707. So I agree with the prior discussion that the linebackers could easily be the biggest disappointment. That's seemingly the weakest part of the team. However, because we all know this, it could therefore be the biggest surprise if they show up and execute. I think because this position appears to be the weak link, the linebackers actually apply to both parts of today's question. I, I like that. That's Brad and Concord thought outside the box like that as well, right? So I, I like that approach. You know, maybe because we think that the linebackers are going to be the weak link or they are the weak link right now, maybe they go out there and execute and surprise everyone. All of a sudden, they become they become a strength. And if they become a strength, man, look out, right? That would, uh, that, would be, that would be awesome. I would love to see that. I mean, that would be, like I said, that would be a welcome, welcome hope. Uh, let's see. Bill hit us up on Twitter. At your boy Q254, at r 920 AM, at Ari Produces. The only reason, and I mean only reason, they do better will be because of the defense. More pressure on the quarterback and more turnovers. Go Raiders. That's from Bill. That's my man representing Pittsburgh, California. Shout out to uh, the 925. It used to be the 415, right? But it's 925 now. I believe that's right. But anyway, shout out to my man Bill. Yeah, 
that's what I've been harping on, man. That's what I've been talking about. Such a, a, a you know, till I'm, I'm blue in the face is the defense. The defense has got to be better, and I do think that that's the reason why they'll they'll surprise some people because they're going to be a lot better than what they've been in the past few years. Max has been great. You know, we know what to expect from him, but I think that they're even going to use him a little bit differently than what we're used to. I think that you're going to be pleasantly surprised by the way that they use him, and this is nothing that, you know, I know as far as, like, you know, intel that someone told me, but just listening to, to JT and the conversations that he's had, remember, he went, he spent all preseason calling the games. So you know what that means? He was in production meetings. Who's he in production meetings with? Coaches, right? So when he talks about, okay, this is, this is kind of the idea of what they, they thinking about doing with the defense, my ears perk up because, again, he was in those production meetings. Jason Horowitz were in those production meetings. Those guys have an idea of what, what it could be like, what it could look like what they could be going for on defense. So that, that really caught my attention earlier today when JT was talking about Max and the way that expect to see him used in a different capacity in 2023. That, that gets me pretty fired up. So thanks so much for that, uh, that tweet. I do appreciate you. Now, I wanted to play a couple sound bites real quick from head coach Joshua Daniels, then we'll get to end of reason or excuse. We've got a lot going on here on today's show. Uh, the first one is about the roster cutdowns. Remember, we talked to Coach McDaniels on Wednesday. Tuesday, they had the roster cutdowns. The first one is just about the tough decisions that had to be made uh, when it had to do with the roster. I mean, the, we've talked a lot about this time of the year. Um, you know, they're tough decisions, and uh, a lot of things go into them, a lot of discussions. A lot of people, um, you know, are evaluating our team and, um, you know, what would be best going forward and, you know, just trying to – look at everything from all sides and see if we can't put together the the best group that we can. It gives us the best chance to compete every week. So um, I think it's still a fluid process. There's still some things that I would say are uh, up in the air here uh, relative to practice squad or, you know, those kind of things. And um, But right now I think we've tried to put together the group that we feel, you know, best about going forward. And, um, you know, I'm sure there will be some things that get tweaked here. And there are. There's tweaking going on right now as far as the roster goes. They, you know, t- hooked up the practice squad. Uh, they're up to 17 guys because they have uh, David Agoha, who's the international player, so he doesn't count against the practice squad. So they've got a full practice squad right now. Doesn't mean that there's not going to be changes there. Also, it doesn't mean there's not going to be changes to the, the roster. Right? They have the 54 guys. Somebody's got to go. Josh Jacobs has an exemption right now. That's why they're allowed to have 54. So at some point, they've got to make a decision on who that one is going to be. Well, they, they kept 10 defensive linemen, 10. And we've had people call in, text in today, and say the reason why the Raiders were surprised is because the defensive line, that pressure is going to be a, a lot better. Well, here's Josh McDaniels talking about giving the explanation on why they kept so many defensive linemen. It's a tough position. Once you let them go, it's just so hard to, you know, I mean, that's not an easy position to go get somebody in October when, you're, when you need somebody based on an injury. And so um, – Young, good, healthy defensive linemen, whether they're tackles, ends, or have some kind of versatility to play both. Um, you know, if you have them, you probably ought to keep them, you know, as many of them as you can, you know, within reason. I mean, it's hard to, um, you know, it's hard to probably keep more than what we have, but, um, you know, I just feel like we, you got to give yourself a chance in the trenches. You know, if you don't do that um, and you start losing there, you know, it doesn't really matter what else you have. So, um, you know, it felt like we had a competitive group there between the tackles, the ends, the whole room. 
um, was competitive. I think, I think we had some guys that you know gave us some versatility, play some inside, play some outside, rush a little bit from both spots. I think that's important. Uh, so our depth overall, I think, is decent, and we have some young players, obviously, that are going to need to keep developing and improving. And um, but overall, I thought, you know, tried to make the best decision for ourselves under that premise. Max Crosby, Bilal Nichols, Jerry Tillery, Chandler Jones, Tyree Wilson, Byron Young, Malcolm Kuntz, Adam Butler, John Jenkins, Nesta Jade Silvera. Those are the ten that the Raiders kept on the defensive line. Again, they're deep at that position. There could be tough decisions still made. They've got a nice little blend of veterans and some youth there along that defensive line. You heard his explanation there. That's head coach Josh McDaniels talking about why they kept so many along the defensive line. So now the preseason's over. Training camp is over. Up next is the Denver Broncos on September 10th. So here's Coach McDaniels. This will be the final soundbite that we get from him. This is the final. Uh, this is Coach McDaniels talking about transitioning from the preseason and training camp to the regular season. Yeah, it's getting there. Um, you know, this, these next two days are really um, going to continue to be a little bit more about us and what we need to do and kind of finalizing everything with the roster. And, um, you know, there's some things we can get done here for sure. But I'd say that will uh, that energy will completely shift, obviously, you know, uh, over the weekend and into next week when we're when the players are back on Tuesday. So, um, yeah, you haven't really done this. You know, that's what I was saying about the rookies. They've never done it. So, um, you know, the coaches are already starting to kind of, you know, go through that scouting report process, the initial stages of, you know, what that might look like. Um, we're hard at work at trying to evaluate their roster, you know, and kind of what they have. They have some moving parts. We have some moving parts like, like every team does at this point. Uh, so the, the, you know, the evaluation and the, the competition about who you're going to be working against and what that's going to look like is still up in the air a little bit. Um, that'll get kind of firmed up here in the next so many days. Um, and then you turn all your effort and energy towards what do we got to do to win? How do we got to play the game? You know, so uh, we'll get into that obviously next week, but you know, they're going to be well coached. I know that for sure. And um, you know, it's a, it's a different, you know, different style of play, different culture, they have different coaches. So, uh, this is going to be a, you know, a big challenge. But, um, you know, this week we'll, we'll we'll put the finishing touches on what we've been working on here in terms of trying to complete our roster and focus on ourselves here for another couple of days and then uh, really shift towards them next week. There you go. Coach McDaniels talking about kind of when they transition from where they're at right now, the roster building and putting the fine-tuning on the roster and training camp's done, preseason's done. Then they'll really start focusing on the Denver Broncos next week. And, of course, we all will start focusing on the Denver Broncos next week because, well, the following Sunday is a game. Not practice, not preseason, but a game. I'm excited about that, man. 18 weeks of football are on the way. 17 games guaranteed. It's up to you to earn more. So the Silver and Black have the same opportunity as everybody else moving forward. So there you go. Coach McDaniels right there. Just a couple of the sound bites from uh, the, the media session that we had with him on Wednesday at the Intermountain Health Performance Center. Now, Ari, it's not too late. Let's go ahead and jump into Reason or Excuse. It's time for Reason or Excuse on Unnecessary Roughness. Never too late. Never. That's an excuse. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Facts. Let's do it. Uh, earlier you you spoke about this. I know, but I gotta I gotta bring it back. The Stephen A. Smith I'm just going to let him tell you. My perspective is Jimmy Garoppolo needs to shut the hell up. Okay. Just shut up and play. <laughs> right. Okay? 
Nobody want to hear from you. Chris. Jimmy Garoppolo was asked point blank, what do you think no, of no, no, this no, situation? No. Been a lot of weird situations over there. I'm going by what he said. He's a damn good quarterback when he's playing. But it's rare that he plays. He spends more time in an infirmary than on a football field, some would argue. Okay, if he ain't doing that, he's with porn stars on Melrose. On Melrose oh, play. that happened okay, one time. <laughs> okay. I thought you were gonna. I, I, I was about to take a seat. I was like, okay, we're gonna we're gonna no, hear this whole little no, rant. No, I, I cut all the you know all the fat out because yeah. he had a, a lot more to say. But right. that's the gist of it. So, I mean, what? what is I'll tell it? you this. Like, First of all, his whole explanation was an excuse because he misheard and misunderstood the, even the question. He wasn't even. He was wrong about the whole thing. That's why Kimberly Martin, who you heard say he was asked the question, Stephen A. cleaned it up. To make it seem like he was responding to, oh wait, hold on, no, I'm, I'm responding. To, you know, no, no, he wasn't. That's he, true. He totally blew it for the beginning. And I actually, I cut that little part out. That's on me because I was kind of, you know, trying to get this in quick. Yeah. So, but yeah, that, and I just thought that was absurd. What is he talking about? So yeah, you're right about that. Uh, it just, I'll just say it feels like kind of uh, some hater stuff. I get, I guess that he feels Jimmy had an up and down career in the NFL. I guess one could say that, but I think he should worry about him his damn self. Yeah, he like. Stephen A is going to say what Stephen A needs to say to feel like he's going to get a rise out of somebody. That I mean, look, there there was no reason for him to say anything that he said. I mean, he's responding to what Jimmy had to say about what's going on in San Francisco. And when Jimmy said there's a lot of stuff going on in San Francisco, he's not wrong. He's not wrong. If Kyle Shanahan, let me ask you this. If Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch had not found Brock Purdy to be quarterback of the future, and then they eventually moved on from Trey Lance like they did for a cup of coffee after giving up everything that they did, would they or would they not be getting ready to get fired? Correct. Hey, I'm just, I just want to cut in because my answer to that is let's have this same conversation in like 10, 15 years because that's a big what if in NFL right. history, the Brock Purdy thing. Oh, so, yeah, I yes. know. I don't, I'm not even convinced. That, I, I'm not convinced Brock Purdy is going to be great this year. Of course, but I mean just taking into account for what happened last year. But that right. whole scenario was not – that was not – anything that anyone expected so no not including them they didn't know that brock purdy was going to be that guy so there's that so yeah fired (laughs) fired. that's what would have happened if they didn't have an adequate replacement for trey lance because trey lance they clearly didn't develop him and really didn't try i mean he he shares some of the blame because of his injuries but they obviously didn't try to develop him and kyle shanahan supposed to be the quarterback whisperer a lot of weird situations over there right uh, Joe Burrow returned to practice on Wednesday, potentially setting him up to play in week one matchup with Cleveland. In the presser, uh, Coach Zach Taylor said he thought he looked good in his return. Uh, he may or may not play. They're basically kind of playing it, you know, just taking it a day, uh, day-to-day right now, Taylor said. Yeah. My question or my reason is, is that just kind of to keep everyone's expectations low? Kind of they might be a sneaky good team, so let's have everybody. And all of a sudden, boom, Joe starting first week and change the whole game. For everyone they need him to start week one they need him to be there all year in my opinion because they start off with two division games in cleveland and the baltimore ravens i think the afc north is going to be the toughest division of football but with that being said i think i think it's a very valid reason if joe burrow didn't play and the valid reason for that would be he needs that contract extension mm. And he's supposed to be getting that, but it's not. It hasn't materialized yet, and he's dealing with the calf injury. And as a Warrior fan, I see a calf injury. I see a guy staying away from the team and, and resting and rehabbing, and then coming back all of a sudden tearing his Achilles. That was Kevin Durant. That's what I think of when I see. And I don't wish injury on anybody, so I hope that's not the case. But 
Joe Burrow and that calf injury scares the mess out of me. So if I'm Joey B, and I said this on the radio last night, if I'm Joe Burrow, I'm not, I'm not even practicing until I get my contract extension. And I know he's a quarterback. He's still going to get his money even if he gets injured. But why take that chance? Good reason. He's very valuable to the franchise. They're a Super Bowl contender with Joey B, not without. Upon further review is up next on Radio Nation Radio 920. Have a good one. And thank you so much for listening to the podcast version of Unnecessary Roughness here on LVSportsNetwork.com, brought to you by Porta Subs.